Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 39 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and spirit guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Paul Wagner from Between the Barrier to Me discusses his first band, and I recommend Aftermath. Before all that, I interview one of my bucket list guests in Howard Jones. Howard is the current vocalist of Light the Torch, but as I was getting more and more into metal, he was the vocalist of Kill Switch Engage, who were and still are a, a very important favorite of mine. Uh, even though they described themselves at one point as the Def Leppard of metal, I fucking love that band, and I feel like it's not cool to like Kill Switch Engage, but eat a bag of dicks, they're amazing. Uh, since his time in Kill Switch Engage, Jones was part of the formation of Devil You Know, which is now light the torch the band is more rhythmic than his previous bands but uh his unmistakable and frankly unmatched vocals are still very much in the forefront light the torch just wrapped a tour with trivium and avatar which had jones pulling double duty as he filled in for matt from trivium during the last couple weeks of a tour because matt and his wife had a pair of twins happy twins so when i actually spoke to howard jones he was uh understandably exhausted and we spoke before the last night of his tour at the berkeley stop uh, so energy was a little low, but uh, it was still an absolute pleasure to have him on. And uh, also the interview was done in an alley behind the venue. So you get to enjoy some of the hustle and bustle of the city of Berkeley during our chat. So before we dive in with Howard Jones, here's some of Die Alone by Light the Torch from their album Revival. take up too much of your time yeah it's uh, last day last day and you were in anaheim last night right yeah no disrespect to the routing people it's a weird choice Uh, seattle anaheim back up to berkeley it's probably a blur yeah completely understandable i usually have nothing to do with the routing no i understand uh, and uh, i believe tim booked this uh no comment. All right, fair enough. <laughs> it was definitely a little odd. Headed out for Tim. <laughs> so I'll just uh, jump right in. How's the tour been overall? Um, fantastic. Cool. I mean, how, there, there's really no way to describe like all the all the things that have happened and how a oh that's making noise. Don't you bumping? <laughs> uh, the darkness, but uh, <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. I can name one more song. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I can go down the list there for you. But anyway, Black Shuck. <laughs> that's something from the first album, I believe. <laughs> it's a great song. Too. It is. <laughs> uh, um, you know, just you know, Matt having to leave. You know, which is definitely a bummer for you know fans of Trivium, but you know, great thing for him. You know, just and the expansion of his family so everyone was more than happy to help out and were you guys plotting for potentially him leaving because you did one a, show or one song rather than like the next day you seem to be doing the whole thing. I did one and then I think I might have done two and then just kind of 
hopped into it. It was, it was known it might be a possibility, but uh, it just didn't. No one really thought, okay, it's gonna happen. Or at least in my head, like, I didn't know. Cool. So yeah, here we are, and, and uh, it's it, and Matt stayed in touch with everybody, and everyone from Tribulus Camp has been fantastic. You know, Paolo, Corey, and Alex have been awesome. Uh, all their crews been great, and the crowds have been amazing. The shows have been just fun. Cool. There's really no way to describe it. It's this is the kind of thing that you never get to see again. So. The very first time I actually saw Trivium was Ozfest with Killswitch, and that's when I became familiar with you as a, a vocalist. So like, ah. this tour is kind of a a callback for me in a lot of ways, actually, and it's really cool. Ah, um, gotcha. What was your studying like for covering Matt? Did you do you have cue cards? Do you have any teleprompters? I don't know. You just know the songs, iPad, but I just oh, I just listened a lot, and, and hopefully my uh, hopefully my silly brain would remember things. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we've got an iPad there, if I uh, forget. I mean, you know, we're doing the best we can with it, with, the, with a crazy situation, you know. But, but man, I it, those guys would have done the same for any of the bands. So right. That's why it was easy choice for us. All right, well, let's see if we can learn some songs. So uh, I end up doing nine. Cool. And uh, come back to Light the Torch a bit. Uh, how is the the new album felt to you? Because I know there's a name change. Does it feel like anything else has changed, or is it just an? Oh, it, it's completely different. It's just a different vibe, different day. You know, we're we went through so much. We kind of feel like different people. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and that's also one reason we wanted to make the music different. It's like uh, there's a lot of drastic change to get to play again. So. So let's just make the music different too, so that there's no mistaking what we are. It's a different band. So it was a conscious effort because I noticed on the new album there's a lot more like clean vocals and kind of soaring anthemic things. Yeah. Which I mean, there wasn't devoid of it on the first two albums, but yeah, yeah. But it was just um, it's just something. Well, uh, we had a little more freedom to operate however we wanted because well, no one really had an idea what we were doing, so we just <laughs> said, yeah, let's just. Uh, Let's just write, and we start writing and talking about it, and like, oh, we can just throw some more melody in it, and oh, be some more singing. You up to that? I guess we'll find out. Cool. So, yeah, I just kind of went for it. How did you start um, finding your your voice singing wise? Like when you were growing up, and you realized, oh, maybe I can sing, and maybe I can scream. How did you first start off? In church and school, and just sing. I, I, I don't know. Um, I remember I got asked to be in a band. I ended up being my guitarist from Old Van Blesman Shed. Just, so when we lived in Ohio, he's like, hey, I heard you can sing. You want to be in a band? I don't know how he knew that because I had never been in a band or tried. So I was like, eh, sure, why not? And it just kind of went from there. That's cool. Um been true. I want to touch on some of your collaborations that you've had lately that I find kind of cool and interesting. What was Dee Snyder like? Crazy. I mean, this guy you watch on, you know, on TV and, you know, I mean, you're watching his videos and stuff, so kind of surreal, you know? Um, it, it's one thing getting to do a song with him, too, but also, like, just 
just writing some stuff. I'm like, oh, he's singing what I wrote. That's crazy. That's really cool. <laughs> it's the it's the most amazing thing ever, and I love it. And how in tune is he with like the modern metal scene? Like I'm, he, I'm assuming he's aware of like who you he, are and like. Oh, he he's very aware of of a lot that's going on in the scene, and plus like his uh, I believe his daughter knows a lot about uh, a lot about hardcore and metal too. So yeah, he's he knows, and plus the guys in the band that are playing, you know, it's uh, Nick and Charlie, you know, from uh, Toxic. They're you know helped a lot of the writing with Jamie and. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot Jamie involved. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll definitely. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good people behind behind the scenes of uh, of that album with D, and then D just delivered. Cool. He really did. But yeah, it, that was just fun. I, I don't know, man. I've gotten pretty lucky with some of this stuff. Cool. <laughs> it still kind of blows my mind. I'm doing all this. That's cool that you you still have a perspective because I mean you've been going twenty or so years in various degrees. About right. It's cool that you're not like jaded yet. Oh, I'm sure I, some days are hard, but like, I mean, I, I probably am jaded, but still, I have. The, it's kind of a kind of a cool job. In fact, I can still keep doing this, and I, I, I mean, because I thought it was gone. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, I'm not cut out to, uh, to continue doing this. So, what's next? What was your backup? Do you have any idea? Oh, I, there was nothing else. I, I, I mean, I like fishing, but, you know. <laughs> I've, I've seen <laughs> fishing shows. <laughs> so, like, so, I've got, so I've got dinner handled, but then what? <laughs> so, yeah, ESPN I, gets desperate sometimes yeah, in the middle of the day. Yeah, I don't Have know. a celebrity fishing show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're looking for a depressed host. <laughs> yeah, okay, fantastic. Um, no, I didn't really have a backup. I just, uh, I don't know, then. back out to to Fran and our old drummer at that time and it was it was the right choice cool maybe not the right time because I was still just kind of lost but it took some time to climb out of all that and it, it was worth it and this year I've seen you joining the Kilsey sorry Kilsey guys on stage for a, a song here and there mm-hmm. uh, so you guys still cool no hard feelings any of that nonsense they uh, they are just a really good group of guys. Yeah, we still keep in touch, and um, yeah, they they asked if I uh, wanted to sing on the album. So sure, so cool. Popped on out, and did it. And, you know, then Adam was uh, like, "Hey, you want to come out to the O2 and hang out? Everyone's girls are coming out. You be my date." Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so, you know, he wears cape. Oh, he doesn't do the cape anymore. No, I think. he wasn't wearing cape. But, uh, but then uh, just just like, hey man, you want to sing? Do you, you remember End of Heartache? I don't know. <laughs> so I listened to it a couple times and jumped out. And that was before they're on their Maiden tour, right? Yeah, it was on the Maiden tour. How was opening for Maiden fans? How was surprising Maiden fans? Oh, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many words for that. <laughs> oh, that same Ozfest when I saw Killswitch Maiden was also playing, so I guess you've done it in some fashion yeah, before, but directly it, it before. Was a little different with this. It was whew, frightening. All right. <laughs> a lot of in in England too. Yeah, um, of all places. So yeah, it was like once again one of those moments where you just have to sit back and go, "I'm not going to think about what's happening right now." So long, and I feel 
That was The Dagger from the Roadrunner United album. Longtime listeners may recall the song popping up before because Jeff Waters of Annihilator played the solo on that song, and uh, having Howard on was in just another piece of that puzzle. So I'll have more with Howard in just a second, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Paul Wagner, lead guitarist of Between the Barrier to Me, discusses his heavy origins. Gosh, man. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm definitely going to be embarrassing when I do think of it. Oh, it was the, uh, we were called the Johnny Ross Quartet. <laughs> and we were just a bunch of idiot, you know, 15, 16-year-olds. And, um, of course, there were five of us. You know, that we were trying to be ironic with Johnny Ross Quartet with five dudes. Well done. And, uh, <laughs> man, we were we were awful, dude. I mean, it was ter- terrifying uh, how bad we were. But, you know, it was fun. It was just a little high school thing. And uh, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff we played. I think we did a Deftones cover, uh, cover from their first record. And um, I guess we sounded, had that kind of new metal-ish sort of vibe going Um which at the time was just kind of corn and Deftones and bands like Orange Nine Millimeter. But mm-hmm. that was kind of our, our thing. We were into bands like that. So, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty dark days man, for, <laughs> for me, but even again, you know, I was young and right. really just getting into like heavy music and stuff like that. So, um, that, I guess that was the beginning of it. I always like that. I like that question. Cause I always kind of, makes people like remember a dark past it's never been like i was in this fucking awesome band we were the best it's just like uh we yeah nothing but metallica well, and, covers. And it, <laughs> yeah and the funny thing about it is like you know everybody has you know everybody starts somewhere obviously most people have have some shitty band that they were in you know and it's only by really accident and happenstance that you end up in a successful band or in a band that's like pretty good you know mm. it, you know there's a lot of good players out there that are just destined to be in in shitty bands you know their <laughs> whole life so it's really you know even though like you know i'm embarrassed to say oh yeah i was in johnny ross quartet or whatever but you know i mean i could easily be in a band like that now you know it just so happens that i found some people that you know we have like a unique synergy with one another and we're able to you know write some tunes that people kind of like you know so and and you know we're all committed to it so it's just uh yeah i think everybody has been in a shitty band at one point or another and it's it's really just dumb luck that you end up in in a cool band you know hitting the road this february with asteroid and tesseract however they're currently on tour with tesseract in europe for dates for all these tours head to between the buried and me.com now here's some of what might be howard jones's most known performance this is the end of heartache by kill switch engage from the album the end of heartache Oh! 
about your collaborations a little bit. I know it was one song like 12 years ago, but have you stayed in contact with Rob Flynn after the you dagger? Know, I've, I've seen him here and there, but we, you know, I haven't got to keep in touch with him or anything. Uh, we're both pretty, uh, pretty active. And if they weren't on tour, I wouldn't be surprised if he was here now because every like Bay Area show like this will pop up. Oh, I've I'm, run into him a bunch of times. It's kind of weird. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he, he keeps his finger on everything. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the dagger. It was such an important song to me in like all my metal upbringing, and just that'd be cool. Well, that was a formal. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember ripping it because uh, yeah, I flew here and I flew here to record it, and I wrote it right before I right before I went to the airport. Yeah, that was. You should probably try to prepare a little better. <laughs> I try to do better about that these days. <laughs> I mean, it uh, worked. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> 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 Were you yeah, just like looking around? You saw a dagger. You're like dagger. <laughs> was the name already there? I don't know. I don't remember all the detail, but I just remember we got up a little early and wrote it, then headed to the airport. Uh, preparation is such a much better thing for the mind. Good. Anyway, uh, uh, collaborations. Oh yeah, Peter. Yeah, Peter and I uh, from Soil. Right. Uh, he and I doing. Uh, uh, we're writing some stuff for TVs and movies and like soundtrack stuff, but also we're doing our own separate band sort of things called Kingfighter. Cool. And, uh, we've got a single that'll be coming out shortly. Actually, it would have come out by now, but. Uh, like the torch went to radio, so we didn't want any sort of confusion with like you know, a new song. You're like, oh, hey, it's a new song. That's not like the torch. <laughs> That's not on the album. Who is this? So we just wanted to make sure there was no weird overlap or confusion. So that'll be coming out sometime soon. Four years in, sometime next year. I don't know. It kind of depends. I said okay, we're yeah. like the torch is that radio right now. I guess so. Uh, we're that's sort of building I, I, I don't know right, but cool. but it's there it's ready so fingers crossed it'll be out before the end of the year is that part hard as an artist that just make something have it done and just have it sit there for a bit I've kind of accepted that it's okay. part of the industry you uh, it, you're you're not going to see an immediate turnaround on what you do um, it's gotten better but yeah it's still it's still one of those things where time time moves slowly in music who have you not collaborated with that you would like to or tried to or like reached out to or something Some I sort of hadn't really thought of that I don't know I just kind of go yeah just things happen you know, I, I, I I don't I, I, it's like I don't pre-plan it it just kind of happens. I mean, there's definitely a couple other things that are, that I'm doing and, or done that'll pop up and you know, I'm just not saying anything. It just kind of happens. I I don't know how that works out, but still, it's a pretty, uh, pretty baffling to me that, uh, that it's still this enjoyable. Yeah, I, I get a kick out of this. Uh, between, uh, What's now Light the Torch and Kill Switch? Did you ever consider a solo career? Have you ever just thought about like a Howard Jones album, or does the '80s singer get in the way? Oh. <laughs> Do you hate him? Do you guys have beef? 
Uh, no, I'm sure you beef. may have gotten that your whole life. I'm yeah, sorry. You yeah, can yeah. hit me once for it. Uh, no, we had <laughs> beef, but, you know, things can only get better. Uh, uh, jokes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I consider that. Uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm doing enough things that I don't have to scratch that itch, but it, at the same time, it's something that has been thought of and discussed and there's a lot of different things in the works so yeah, we'll see. in like 20 years you're going to do the D. Snyder thing uh, I don't <laughs> think I can pull off what he's doing in 20 years and he just sounds phenomenal yeah, he really does it's it's amazing cool um, on the second album from Devil You Know I'm trying to remember trying to get them straight uh, you guys covered Eye of the Tiger mm-hmm. how'd that come about? Actually, I think it was our manager at that time uh, suggested it. And the uh, guys just kind of just kind of transposed it. And, you know, I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. Yeah, it wasn't too much crazy thought. We just gave it a whirl. It was just something fun to do. The other big cover I know you from, of course, is Holy Diver. So what is you with covering song with Tiger in the title? In the song, rather. I don't know. It's a... Do you like tigers? It's an endangered animal. It's an endangered amount of songs with the net with the name tiger in it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> well, that's a terrible reach. It's fine. Not a nowhere question. Uh, is there anything you want to cover that you've just like not been able to quite figure out, or that something came up or got in the way or something? Yes. Okay. Any. Thing in particular? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Okay, great. You're yeah, still working yeah, on them? Yeah, because I'll probably do it. Sick. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all those secret covers. Yeah, there's... If I just start naming songs, will you tell me yes or no? Oh, you'd never guess. Computer Blue by Prince. Yeah. Uh, 80s? <laughs> 70s? Let's say yes. All right. But yeah, that, come on, man, that covers way too much. Fair enough. It's just, yeah, there's just no way to pinpoint that. Well, thank you, sir, for talking to me. Good luck this evening. Face to face, out in the heat. Bringing tough, staying hungry. Thanks to the odds, still we take to the street. For the kill with the skill to survive. Like I said earlier, Light the Torch just wrapped the tour trivium, but they'll be back on the road sooner than later, most likely. For dates, head to facebook.com slash lightthetorchofficial. And of course, get Revival by Light the Torch now via Nuclear Blast Records. For my recommendation this episode, I'm giving you something a bit different. The band I am discussing was actually formed in the 80s. I, uh... Typically cover younger, newer bands, but this one has an interesting story to them. Uh, like I said, they formed in the 80s and released one album back in 1994 called The Eyes of Tomorrow, and that band is Aftermath. Soon after, they renamed themselves and broke up. In 2015, the band reformed as the original name Aftermath once more, and they're about to release what turned out to be their second album, There Is Something Wrong. From that album, here is Smash Reset in its entirety. You know shit! Fuck debate! Common sense has lost its way! 
It's a scam! And you're a fucking slave! Something Wrong is still to be announced, but you can follow the band over on Facebook at facebook.com slash aftermathchicago. If you want to talk to me, you may do so by heading to facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. You may email me at farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. The show is at underscore farbeyondmetal, and I am at ovacord. That's O-V-A-C-O-R-D. And of course, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Meter Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. Catbox Production.